Memorial Health System is proud to feature our doctors and staff in this important podcast series. It's Memorial Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Sadness, feeling down, having a loss of interest or pleasure in your daily activities. These are symptoms that we all get, but if they persist and they affect your quality of life, it really may be time to seek professional help. My guest today is Dr. Ashley Collins. She's a psychiatrist with Memorial Health System. Dr. Collins, let's talk first about the definition of depression, because as I said in the intro, people feel sad and down a lot, but it may not really be clinical depression. Right. Um, there are often times in our lives when things happen and we do feel, feel sad and down for a while. Usually during those times um, that we would consider that normal sadness or, you know, just normal feeling down, usually some kind of um, life stressor has been there or some kind of um, event has happened to cause somebody to feel more sad. Oftentimes, when it becomes more concerning, when we feel that people are starting to develop a depression, there's not really any identifiable event or trigger for it. People often describe it as it just coming on out of the blue. And oftentimes people really can't even pinpoint something and, and they feel almost guilty because they try to rationalize it and say, you know, my life is good in so many ways. Why am I feeling this way now? That's such a great point because we do all kind of think that and and you're just never quite sure. So how can individuals approach the subject of their depression? Who do they turn to first? Whenever somebody's feeling depressed, I encourage anyone to, you know, bring it up to their primary care doctor because those are the people that they're usually seeing first line. If somebody already has a psychiatrist um, that they're seeing, that's even better um, because we can definitely get that taken care of. But our primary care doctors are the first-line people that see, you know, the patients that are feeling these symptoms and, and get them treated initially or referred if they feel like that's what the patient needs. I feel like anymore most doctors are open to talking about the subject. I encourage people to just, even if you don't know the exact symptoms or don't know what to say, you can at least tell your doctor that you're not feeling like yourself. Um, that you feel something's off, and they can help you explore the different symptoms that may be there that, you know, may lead to that diagnosis of depression. Well, I think that's a great point. However, people sometimes hesitate to bring these kinds of things up, whether it's postpartum depression or somebody's just feeling, you know, sad, anxious, worrying, just depressed. Because there's a stigma to it. Do you think that there still is a stigma and that that's, that's what keeps some people from getting help, recognizing their symptoms, and more importantly, asking for help? Yes. Unfortunately, I do feel like that there is still a stigma there. I know we are working hard to reduce that, eliminate that stigma, but it definitely is still there. You're right. A lot of times it's hard for people to say that, you know, the reason I'm not getting out of bed or the reason I'm not going to work, um, you know, it's because of my back pain rather than saying, you know, I'm not getting out of bed, I'm not showering, I'm not going to work because I'm severely depressed. I think a lot of times um, the people around us may not understand that either. And so some people are afraid that they're going to burden their friends or family members if they say anything to them. And then 
I also think that they may worry about, you know, judgment um, from other people, you know, or, or their physician if they don't, you know, completely feel comfortable with them initially. That's true. So if they do seek help, what kind of treatments are out there? If you, if someone comes to you, what do you do first for them? What is the first line of defense, as it were? Because some people don't want to go on depression medication. They're not quite sure what that's going to do to them. There's a lot of myths out there. We could do a whole show on the myths of depression medications and things. So tell us what you might try first and bust up a few of those so that people understand what's going on. We have lots of options. That's that's the great news um, with depression. It's very treatable. Usually, you know, when they're coming to see a psychiatrist, you know, we're dealing with the, the medication management piece. So we would choose one of our antidepressants. We have so many choices. Um, we can work with people on specific concerns that they have about the medications. If there's a side effect that they're worried about, that's something that we would discuss initially before starting any kind of treatment. We have different classes of um, antidepressants, you know, that work in different ways. It's a very individualized treatment. So we go through every person's history and, and find a medication that may work best for them. But like you said, some people just don't want to do medications, and that's understandable too. You know, maybe they've had um, side effects in the past or just not good experiences. And we have other options as well, therapy. Um, is always a good option, and oftentimes we oftentimes we combine therapy and our medication uh, to help treat depression. There are also other options if people have tried numerous medications and have not really had any sustained benefit from them. There's different um, what we call neuromodulation therapies, like um, TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation. That's something that's not invasive and can be done on an outpatient basis that we can refer people to as well if they would meet the criteria for that treatment. What about lifestyle? What things do you want people to try and do at home, whether it's yoga and exercise? Sleep quality is a big contributor to that anxiety and depression people suffer from. What would you like them to know about nutrition, meditation, any supplements? Are there any of these things that you like to try? Yes, definitely. We always try to recommend some lifestyle changes uh, along with, you know, other treatment. I definitely think, like you said, the sleep is a big issue. Oftentimes it, it goes hand in hand with depression and anxiety and it often improves, um, like one affects the other. So we always encourage good sleep hygiene, like, you know, not using your, your phone or the computer or having your TV on in your bedroom. We recommend just using your bedroom for sleep, you know, not sitting in bed and working to try to maximize, you know, that environment to help you sleep. And a lot of people want to try those options before they would try medications for sleeping. And then in terms of exercise, that's always beneficial, um, not only physically, but for our mood as well. So I always encourage people, you know, if it's a half an hour to an hour daily to just get out and do something that you enjoy. During that time, it's a good time to kind of clear your mind and be able to, to meditate even as you're doing that, um, to be focused on something else rather than constantly thinking about the negatives or the issues that you're worried about. It's definitely been shown that people who um, spend some time in, in meditation um, each day, even if it's just five minutes of just taking time 
um, to focus on something else, that that greatly improves um, their mood, their focus, and overall mental health. That's really great advice. As we wrap up, what would you like people to know about mental health, getting past that stigma and fear of seeking out help and and getting professional help for their depression so that they can live a higher quality of life? So I always encourage people and, and I applaud people that, that actually come and do get help because I know it's not easy um, with the stigma there. And I think the people, you know, that are coming, they're definitely... You know, they'd have courage there to come and, and get help and change their lives because we know there are so many treatments and things that we can do to help out. You know, we can, I've really seen patients that their lives have changed after getting treatment and they can get back to the person that they used to be or the, the life that they want to have where they feel good. So I think I would tell patients to bring it up with their doctors. I think they will be surprised at finding the response um, that they have, that they're open and that they will try to get them the help that they need. That's great information. Thank you so much, doctor, for being with us today and sharing that great advice on something that people, so many people suffer from, but may be hesitant to ask for help. So thank you again. That wraps up this episode of Memorial Health Radio with Memorial Health System. Head on over to our website at mhsystem.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, please share. You probably know many people that suffer from depression, so share this show with them so they know it's okay to seek help. And be sure to check out all the other cool podcasts in our library. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.